Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast where we talk about stuff. Right, Joe? Yeah, no. just talk about stuff. <laughs> I made some stuff up maybe three minutes before. Yeah, so. We make stuff up and talk about it. All right. Very prepared. <laughs> My name is Jada. We've got Joe and Aaron. What is going on, fellas? What's up? Hello. Shauna said we had a whack intro last time. We had a whack intro. <laughs> last time without you, whack yeah. intro. <laughs> and by the way, this yeah. is done on purpose, this little thing. This is Chana's idea. He's like, yeah, make it part of the... Yeah. Yeah. He got How it all the way up to his little... eyes so, so it could be, you know, um, what is it? Cinematic, right? <laughs> That's all we need to do. Make things cinematic. There we go. There it is. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here. Um, so, Croson, yeah. Croson with the request. Check it out. Croson, this is for you. He can't. He says he can't hear, so this is for him. Visually stimulate. Uh oh, he's getting. Oh, oh, do the walking thing again. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Never highlighted that. I thought that was gonna be. <laughs> man, I am not oh, in I'm the gonna, show I'm for like a month. What, one, what have we devolved to? What have we devolved to? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> our viewership is just dropping, dude. Just. Poof, poof, poof. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah, I have no idea what's happening here. So, uh, <laughs> we need to see Chana's chest hair again. Oh, please, no. No. Oh, man. Uh, Sasha was all yelling at me. She's like, I told you to put a shirt on before you get into the show. I was like, oh. What? You were at the, at the pool, man. It's yeah, yeah right. we're all here. It's Memorial Day. So, Memorial uh, Day weekend. Hello, yeah, everybody. Uh, to re- to remember the, the folks who died for something they believe in. Yes. Uh, we got to. You gotta appreciate that, you know. Isn't that yeah, also oh, better? Oh, Isn't Veterans Day the same thing? Well, Angela kind of told me. I'm like, what's the difference between all these? I guess there's a a day for ev- everyone who's like serving currently, you mm. know, all those, and then veterans are for the for the folks who served and are alive. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, I Memorial see. Day is Memorial memorials for the people that pass away. Got yeah. it. Yeah, like in so, memoriam. Yeah, in so, memoriam. Got it. I'm just uh, I'm just telling you what Angela told me, so I didn't do any research on any well, of that. That makes sense. That, be wrong. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So but yeah, it's kind of amazing, dying for something you believe in. You know, yeah. that's crazy. So uh, yeah, hard to go. Where do we go from there? I don't know. Um, I'll tell you this: the last ten days have been a whirlwind of craziness for me. So, um, we got back from our vacation. So the the entire month of May has gone by like that. You know, uh first weekend Sasha had bodybuilding show in Arizona. Then we get back like the Tuesday and then it's back into new bodybuilding show following weekend in Reno and then you know back Monday then finally our vacation in Vegas and then we got back Tuesday and then I've been DJing for the last 3 days in a row. In the sun, I think, like, I look a little. My nose is gonna start peeling any any day now because I forgot the sunblock. But I was like DJing for like six hours, all three days. Um, so today is the first time I actually got to sleep in, and it's been a whirlwind because something crazy happened last week, and I know Joe already knows about it. And if I I think I need to add a little context so that you guys can see like how. Crazy, amazing, awesome, life-changing, um, I, whatever 
basically, I've been going to this party since 1999. 1999. So what is it now? 2023. I'm not good with math, but that's 24 years about, right? Damn. Something like that? Close enough for me. Dang. So for right. 24 years, I have been doing something that a lot of people haven't been doing. Every time I get asked to get promoted, because I worked a ton of jobs. Hey, man, we need a manager. Can you can you be you? You know everything. You know all this stuff. You know how to deal with the other employees very well. Can you be a manager? And I'll be like, no, I can't do that. And I've passed up on promotion after promotion after promotion. Because once you get to that manager role, what happens? You're on call. You're on call on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And if I want a DJ... I got DJ on the weekends. So I have I have I have cleaned toilets at the Chevron. I have done all this crazy stupid shit for like little pay so that I could fulfill one of my lifelong goals which happened last Friday. After 24 years, my original song was played at the big show last Friday. Las Vegas the Electric Daisy Carnival with like, you know, totals like 150,000 people every day. So in front of this stage, I don't know, two, 3,000. It was a smaller stage. Big ups to my boy, DJ Mark V for playing my song. Loved it. I just to see the crowd react. I was so happy. I have video of it, but I'm like, I'm like this. <laughs> and Sasha's like, you, your video is whack. I can't see anybody. I was like, oh, damn it. You were I was so excited because think about it doing something for over two decades and finally like just having the patience to see it through yeah and the like dedication there's a lot of people i was talking to joe about this too he's like you know like oh you know people hate me because of you know abc xyz they think i have all this money because of you know you know i'm buying stuff on you know you know for the for the channel which is for the home theater and blah 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 but that's that's just the tip of the iceberg. A lot of people have no clue that I did. I had four jobs before I started the YouTube channel. When I started the YouTube channel, I had four jobs. I was teaching music. I was hosting the karaoke. I was DJing. I had my night job. Like I have the like, and I've seen throughout the years, people, friends from college, get one car, two car. They had a kid. They got a summer house. They got, they got a winter house. I'm like, man, they're making all this money. Do I really, am I still sitting over here getting, you know, punching in and out for $8 an hour, you know, but it gave me the freedom to, yeah, create multiple businesses, my music teaching business, wedding DJ business, corporate DJ business. And of course you guys know, uh, you know, I've been, I, I just made a bunch of money yesterday, uh, the, this last weekend DJing as well, just so I could sit here in a room filled with synthesizers and keyboards, me playing music. Finally, after two decades, more than two decades, my song gets played at the big show in front of thousands of people and they go crazy for it. That, my friends, that's what happened last weekend. That's awesome, man. And uh, the song I mean, is not cool and all. The song is not released. <laughs> well, that's oh, okay. cool, bro. But I mean, my, I, I know my cousin. I'm just kidding. This is the one I was trying to throw. Where's the song at? How do I listen to it? Uh, it's, it's not released. It's actually what's, what's, uh, okay. There it is. Round of applause. Thank you, Loki. Yeah. Um, uh, the song actually needs some tweaking 
first because I played it this weekend and there's way too much bass. Wasn't too much bass. So I gave Mark uh, a sample of the song and he's like, okay, cool. Uh, can you, this one doesn't, ha it doesn't have a lot of bass. So I just tried to do a quick master remaster to get more bass. And for him, he said it was, it was a little much, but he was able to deal with it. But for me, I'm like, I'm listening to it on my system. The big one that I had set up over the weekend. I'm like, oh man, there's way too much bass here. This <laughs> is way too much bass. So I had to like, so I have to re, um, I got to redo it and get it professionally mastered and then it'll be released. Um, the song's called One More Time, but I don't want to be confused with Daft Punk's One More Time, so I'm just calling it OMT, right? Easy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Yeah, Steven, thank you, Angela, Chris. What's up? What's up, Fred? Um, yeah, I'd be so stoked if my song played at a huge venue. Yes, I, 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 again, it was a smaller stage. It wasn't one of the stages where it had like 10,000, you know, 50,000 people, but we're on our way. We are on our way, baby steps. And um, yeah, it's just amazing. It's amazing. The feedback I got, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 it was awesome too. Whoa, what, what, what happened? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm trying to find a video. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. No, I mean, you know what, Chana? I, Here's what I think is the next step, and I think that you can do it, is I want to see you DJing at one of these events. Like, I want you to be up there. Yeah. You play your music, you know. What's what's bigger, uh, EDC or Coachella? Which one would you? Co Coachella is the more mainstream. Okay. It's the more mainstream, right? It A lot of the, like, headliners um, are, like, older acts, right? That you had the gorillas. You got the mm. Chemical Brothers, um, Eric Prids, who's been a staple in the like EDM scene since mm. the years. What's that? I said, I know who that is. That's the dude who took the uh, Valerie and like remixed it. That Steve Winwood Valerie song. Mm. Call on me. Oh, yeah. Call on me. Yes. Call on me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Call on me. Yeah. He like, yeah, that's how I know that dude. Oh, yeah. That, that was his first like hit like 20 some years ago. It's crazy. That's cool. So, yeah. Uh, Fred says, does it support Oro 3D? <laughs> well, it does not. Now, interestingly enough, I can make an Atmos mix of this and I can release it on Tidal. However, if I do that, I have to take it down from all the other digital outlets that I have where people can pay for it. So it's kind of like weird. Mm. Now, yeah. of course, I could just release the song or but I, I'd, I Ideally, I would want, you know, some sort of EDM label to pick it up because they have more reach than I would. But um, I could make an Atmos mix just for you guys and then release it myself like I have always been doing. Just I could, probably make, a, I could make an Oro 3D mix. Mm -hmm. Something to mess with. We could, we could make an Oro 3D mix. Um, oh, that's awesome, man. I, I really yeah. do see that happening, though. You know, I mean, I know it sounds corny, but... I, I told John, hey, man, this stuff is pretty easy. You just visualize it. And I know, you know people are like, oh, that's like some woo-woo stuff. Woo, you know what I mean? Like fake stuff. But it's only fake if you don't do all the stuff necessary. Like the point of visualizing it is just like, all right, this is where I want to go. These are the steps that I need to take, right? It's just so you can figure out the steps. But you actually have to do the steps. You can't just visualize you doing the steps. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just to figure out what steps you need to take. Right. You it's know? like you want to, it's like, like the bodybuilding thing is easy. It's like, 
I want to be, you know, get first place at the bodybuilding tournament. Okay, cool. Visualize it. Just visualize if, it. That's it. Yeah. If you don't go to the gym and work out, it's not, you're not, you're not going to get right. there. Right. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Just doing yeah, all think, the right things. And like for and, me, yeah. I'm big on the visu visualization part, just because the stronger you visualize it, first of all, you, you, it lets you know whether you really want it or not. Cause you may visualize it like, ah, that, I don't really want to do that. And all the steps, that's a lot of work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fine too. But it may help you in those times when you're like, you have to, you know, bodybuilding, you have to work out, you have to go through the stuff that you don't want to do. You might be, you might not be feeling well that day, but you still got to oh, go. You got to go. Yeah. The point of the visualization. So anyway, that's not, I don't know that that's what this uh, channel is about, but you know, mm -hmm. Hey, well, prepare. you know what? I got to hear my song on like a 40,000 watt sound system. So that's, that, that was pretty cool. That is, pretty that was pretty cool. And they had like dancers. I got to try and get like what little video I have of it. I got to get it up on Instagram or whatever. But they had, there were like dancers on the, um, on the little stage thing. And then I went up, um, to say what's up to Mark on the, on the stage. And he was like queuing up a song. And I, I saw, like a little break in the current song that was playing. And I was just like, Oh, I'm going to do some effects here. And I just phew, affected the thing. And then boom, brought the bass back in and he's all bouncing. He's like, yeah, that was badass." I was like, thanks. So already I'm trying to get that visualization of me just being up there doing it myself. I don't even care if I'm on stage doing a back to back with somebody else. I don't care. You also That's took a picture at a Porsche dealership. So I imagine that, you know, you're probably sitting there. Mm, I like the smell of this uh, new one. I wouldn't mind this in the Porsche garage. dealership. Oh yeah, I saw. I'm him. actually, I, I'm actually going to LA next weekend to just hang out with my mom before all the wedding uh, craziness starts. And I do have an appointment at the at the Porsche dealership. And the guy's like, "Well, what's the? Are you ordering a car? You want a test drive?" I'm like, "I just want to sit inside and smell something. That's that's that sounds dirty, but that's that's really the, the idea." That's really the idea, right? I visualize uh, the car sitting inside, and and I live in Mammoth, so we don't see these kinds of vehicles like on a daily. Like when we were in Arizona, man, I can't tell you how many Porsches I saw just driving around. Yeah. It was crazy. There's a lot of them, but um, yeah, I'm all about it, man. I'm all about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I wish also, it, I wish on visualization. So I yeah. mentioned to you guys that I was trying to hit forty thousand subs by the end of july so mm -hmm. you know that number is meaningless unless i put in the work but like trying to uh, essentially visualize that has motivated me to stay after it right like to yeah. continue dropping videos because there's today i could have just been lazy and not done anything but i thought i'll do a video today so i did another one today wow so, just stuff like that you know well, trying to stay on top of it visualizing is not just picturing it like you said you it's but it kind of gives you something to work toward and then you just got to do the rest Especially yeah. in a situation where, like, you know, if you were to ask people, how do you get to 40,000 subscribers on YouTube? You're like, oh, okay, I don't know. Upload some videos. Like, there's no, like, path, right? Yeah. But it's like me saying, I want to play the main stage at Coachella. Like, there's no set path for that. It has to, you have to build, um, build up to it. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I think I think we've said enough about uh, visualization and the importance of all that. Yeah, you got to visualize. Wasn't that like a Karate Kid thing? Like visualize the attack? What's, what was that? I keep what hearing that. I'm going to Google this and see if I can find it. Water Boy. It was the Water Boy. <laughs> it's called oh, visualize, like, visualize the attack. Yeah, that's what it was. That's right. Imagine Love people looking like puppies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
You're too stu- stu- stupid. Um, no, I'm not. Let's see here. Are there, uh, you guys see any Memorial Day sales? If you guys have any Memorial Day sale info, I'm not really looking oh. for new stuff, but I know some of you guys are. So Elon, if you Elon need some awesome sales, you know, post them up here so other people can see it. You know, that's what kind of what we do here. We all help each other out. So if you see something, yeah. post it here. I know Elon Osborne posted some stuff. I forget on which one for maybe his Instagram. Oh, yeah, I saw him post oh, something. Wow. Emotiva or? Yeah, he's he on Aperion. Aperion. Aperion, yeah. Fred says SVS has a sale on subs. Now, speaking of SVS, I have something here. And this is what I was trying to pull up from Reddit earlier. Uh oh. Um. Never a good place to go. No. No. You said the R word. It's okay. Not much, yeah, not so much good comes from. Somebody posted it. here on what is this? Uh, home theater, and they said, uh, it was just an email they got from SVS. It says thank you for your recent purchase. We wanted to let you know we refunded you the amounts listed below for our order because a lower sale price. We recently offered. There's nothing you need to do. The funds have already been applied to your credit card or original payment method. And so it shows here, you know, they refunded them 200 bucks. Um, and that's they didn't, cool. They didn't have to, you know, they didn't make a big deal out of it. It's just that this person posted and how many people? Yeah, a thousand people uh, viewed it. So to me, that's great marketing, but it's more to do with just how they operate. I mean, this is really how SVS, how they work. Yeah. You know, it's not a marketing trick. You know what I mean? Um, and although it is effective for marketing, um, but that's why I like dealing with those guys. You know, they're just legit. Yeah. So yeah. not a Memorial Day sale, but my Best Buy Magnolia just removed. Uh, oh, sorry, renovated and had a ton of open box sale items. Find that stuff out too. Um, you know what's funny about SVS? Hmm. When I said I'm looking for a subwoofer, like uh, they chimed in on Twitter and I know, I know it's not Nick who's handling the Twitter stuff. I'm like, is this for real? As I, I, I emailed Nick cause they were like, Oh, we have some options that would fit your criteria. Mm. So I talked to Nick and he's like, well, we're always down. If you want, you need anything, you just let us know. So I think that somebody did just post about a pair of SB three thousands would work great in my space. Oh yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's what Joe said I should do. So can't go wrong with those. Yeah, so maybe I've got if if you guys, uh, oh yeah, spatial tools. I think we messed up. I think we should have done a sale. I mean, there's a sale on the website. If you just wait long enough, it'll pop up and be like, "Hey, here's a discount code." So okay, there you go. I mean, there's that. There's that, Ariel. If you just hang out a little bit, um, or you know, I don't know how it's set up. If you move the cursor to the X of the screen, it's like, hang on. I was just on the site yesterday. Maybe if you just go and start complaining, like. Go to the customer service and say, "My okay, real quick, real quick." So, yes, what Chana said is true, but it reminds me of something else. We got a uh, a one star review from someone who said, "Your this toolkit's useless because the re- the sound that's supposed to be going to the left is going to the right speaker, and the right is going to the left." <laughs> this thing is whack. So they messed their uh, stuff up. I don't know if that's how it works, man. I mean, I'm trying to be gentle because you can't just go off and say, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, the point of the toolkit is for people to discover 
issues with their setup. And I just think it's kind of surprising that people automatically assume that it's a problem with a disc. Yeah. Or the yeah. they're like, the, that's the conclusion some people come to is there's something wrong with your thing because it's supposed to be coming from my heights and it's coming from my surrounds. I'm like, I think that's a setting on your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the sure. purpose. Like the purpose is for you to discover. There it is. Yeah. 15 at checkout. Boom. It's always there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that is kind of surprising. Also, one thing I want to just mention is we made this toolkit just as a toolkit. It's a it's a tool for you to discover things and find out issues and to improve your system. But it's not really our responsibility to fix all the problems. It's for you to disco- discover them. Yeah. But I think some people may be confused and think that we're responsible for fixing the issues, too, that they find. And although we don't, we're not responsible. Um, although we're not responsible, we still have our Discord group where we actually do go beyond and help people out. Like yeah. we try to be very responsive. So somebody will come in, hey, this is what I'm experiencing, and I'll take the time. You know, Chana, when you have a minute, you you'll jump in there. Um, Reverend Slim's in there helping people out, and yeah. so everybody's just in there, kind of helping out. And I think that's what's super cool because you know it's just. Me, Chana, Angela, and there's a lot of people buying this stuff. So we're getting it from all different angles and we're trying our best. And uh, it's really cool that we have that community. So if you hear us over and over again saying, hey, join the Discord group, it's just because you could probably get an answer to your question faster Mm. than if you were trying to just post on AVS forums about how the customer service isn't responding or email me like repeatedly. Uh, this guy emailed me, you know, I, you know, a couple of days ago, and then I got back to him. He sent me some pictures, and I said everything looks okay. Da 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 da. And then I have three days back to back of DJing. I'm not. I'm getting home. I've been standing there dancing around for like six hours, moving equipment around. I get home. I take a shower. I eat. I'm out. I'm not looking at my laptop. Yeah. You know, and I think people just don't understand. There is only just three of us, but that is why we have the Discord set up so that. Yeah. You know, as soon as they get their disc or in, even if they're doing the digital, they get the download, join our discord, mm-hmm. all the questions. That's, that's where you need to go. If you have a shipping question, like, dude, yeah. you guys have no idea. I have three return to senders, one from Australia, one from India. And I forget what the other one is. I think the other one was from the UK. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm dealing with all that stuff too. So we got to get these things back out to these people. Um, so, you know, as soon quick, as possible. So that, the crazy. answer to that question, that one that you're just saying where you were DJing. Yeah. So I got a chance to respond and on, on AVS. Yeah. And the solution was that the thing wasn't set to Atmos on the remote. <laughs> so it was like a long thing and it was just a, a quick fix. It, yeah. You know, so that happens, man. I mean, yeah. I'm it's not I'm not blaming or making fun of anybody who's having these issues and you know, the disc is helping them find out because we've had the same thing. Chana has had this thing where like I didn't know it was like that. What a silly mistake. And I have too. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the purpose of a toolkit. Oh, perfect example about the button press. So mm. um, while we were in Vegas, you know, our teenager, we, you know, he, he was watching the dogs. He's 19. So he's not like te- 13. right? So he's like, how do I get the sound from all the speakers? I'm like, oh, you got to press this button. One of these colored buttons here at the bottom. You need to press this until it says Dolby Atmos on there. Right. And when I'm watching something today, I'm like, why does it say Oro 2D on the front of this thing? Mm. I'm like, oh. That's right, because Ryder was here. 
and he was just pressing buttons. And then he was changing the the TV settings because now I'm getting all this motion interpolation while we're watching the show. I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, right. Ryder yeah. was here. I yeah. need to go back and change the settings. He so fixed it for you. Back to normal. It's all set up. That's the way he, he recalibrated for you. He did. He recalibrated the wrong way. <laughs> wrong um, way. Yeah. Seven uh, says Discord group has been great. Kudos to Reverend Slim. Yes. Shout out to Reverend Slim because he yeah. does spend a lot of time Thank and he Jeremy. actually helped make the speaker pairs video that I posted on my channel. Yep. He's the one who came up. He told us he wanted it. Chana made it and he helped make the video to explain why he asked for those things. And actually, people are finding it very useful. So shout out yep. to Reverend Slim. Don't don't be trying to get any money from me either. I'll I'll get you a different way. You know I'll, I'm I'm hooking him up with some uh, magic beans. So hopefully uh, hopefully that means something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, um, yeah. And that was a great video, by the way. Uh, I, I haven't commented, but um, you know, Jeremy, it 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 was a lot of work. It was a lot of work to make all those things, and it was actually more for me to try and figure out if I've got all the right ones before we made the disc. That was that was my main concern. I'm like, okay, I'm like front left, and we need to go up, left, down, side, up, left, down, left, left. I'm like, okay, I think we got, I think we got all of the pairs done. So yeah, that's all. That's what took so much time, just making sure we had all of them before the disc came out. So we have a uh, we have a comment here from Ariel. He says, howdy from San Antonio, Texas. Just got your spatial disc. My system is in tip-top shape now. Thanks, Chana and Joe. That's awesome. Love hearing that. You're very, very welcome. All <laughs> right. Here's another question from Mike Ortiz. says, hey, guys, is EQing your speakers the same as room correction? I'm a little confused. Ooh, wow. My, oh, that's such a good question. Mm -hmm. It's such a good question. You don't even know how good of a question that is. <laughs> it's the best question. Yeah. That's that's uh, that should be your next YouTube video, um, Aaron. The, the best, best question the in best audio question of all time. <laughs> the best. This is I the best. But, uh, so anybody want to get at that? Because I know what I think. Yeah, I'll take yeah. it. That one's easy. Uh, no, it's not the same thing. There you go. Done. How come? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. So, um, so EQing your speakers. You got to think about like two separate things. You got your speaker and then you've got the room that you put your speaker in. And if you have a speaker that, you know, maybe isn't quite flat out of the box, maybe there's some things going on with it, then let's say you want to try to make that a, a more flat response speaker. So you're going to EQ that speaker to maybe tame a couple little resonances or maybe it's got a high frequency boost. You want to kind of flatten that down because you don't want to hear that in the room. So you flatten out that frequency response, doing so with anechoic data like I provide and other people provide. And then you put the speaker in the room. Now the room's going to have its own impact. So let's say typically like you have bass issues, resonances, and a bunch of peaks and dips. So you're going to go in with your equalizer and you're going to EQ down some of those bass resonances and things like that. So you've effectively improved your speaker by itself. Now you know how that speaker performs on its own. And then you take that speaker and you put it into the room and you say, oh, all these issues aren't the speaker because I know what the speaker's supposed to do. They must be the room. And now I'm going to try to fix the room to the best of my ability with the tools that I have on hand. And then there's also just kind of a little side jot that uh, in some ways, room treatments, bass traps, absorption panels, diffusers, those kind of things. Uh, in some ways, they could be considered like 
uh, an analog way of EQing if you wanted to. But just kind of keep in mind that there are other ways to get around problems other than just DSP or other than just room treatments. You can use effectively both to get a better overall sound in your room while also improving the overall sound of the speaker itself by using equalization on that speaker by itself and then putting it into the room and using additional equalization. How's that? I'm with, okay. I'm, I'm with Aaron on that. And one way that you would know the difference is, let's say a lot of these speakers are active speakers, especially studio monitors. That means that they've applied EQ to the speakers themselves. But once you get that into a room, if, if uh, EQing your speakers and room correction were exactly the same, that would mean you didn't, you wouldn't have to do anything because you know, it's the same thing, but it's not. Uh, so the speaker can be EQ'd, but you still need to do some stuff because it's in that room. Just kind of like, hold on a second, getting a special delivery. Thank you. Nice. Oh, she wants, she wants this. Angela says, okay, it's distracting. Well, you want to see? Okay. So, um, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> she's, she's like, That's ugly. Um, That's ugly. Get that out of there. So, yeah, they, they are different. And a, a great example specifically is in the bass. Let's say you have a sub that measures perfectly flat. You get it in your room, and let's say you set up three, four of them. Well, if you didn't need to do anything, then that would be great, but you definitely do. You know, you really want to make the response as smooth as possible, and that is – I wouldn't call it room correction, though. That's the problem. Yeah, It is still a correction that has to do with what you're doing to the speaker itself, but taking the room into account. So it's a little bit of a misnomer, no, misnomer because you're not fixing the room itself. You are accounting for the room. Um, so hopefully that helps. I don't know that it does, but I think I think that's pretty much it. I think it does. All right. What other things we got here? Let's Any do the, let's do the Michael Walker one real quick first. Okay, go for it. Let's see here. Michael Walker, did Techno Dad get one of the limited Nakamichi dragons for review? The answer to that is... No. And Michael, you already know this. Michael was so nice to offer to send me his to review it because he was he's, he got one of the, the first 500. Wow. Um, so they did, which is kind of it's kind of silly. Okay, I was going to say a different different S word. Yeah. But um, uh, basically what happened was, is, is this. And I, I don't know, I don't know what's up with audio companies they're just they're just not getting it they're just not getting it right joe and i would talk we talk about this all day. they just don't get it they hype everybody up at cedia they hype everybody up at ces and then they make 500 yeah isn't that like the nintendo nintendo and uh nintendo classic does that playstation all them yeah hype you up and then oh it's limited can't buy it Look yeah and amazing demand yeah and then and then it falls short. Whereas, like um, these guys, these guys are hilarious. Chris Mono, ah, I thought he was pregnant. <laughs> um, Joe is pregnant, actually. Is the, is the... <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's like you know, they could actually. I and Joe and I have talked about this a lot. The company DJI that makes this. Uh, that makes these drones like I just got that new avatar or whatever. They are the masters of a product launch, like a proper product launch. 
I'm just ho-humming along in my email, nothing going on. All of a sudden, I see this, boom, new DJI Avada in my email. I'm like, what does this mean? I go to YouTube, boom, 35 <laughs> videos on the brand new DJI Avada. I said, when did this upload? Today, today, mm -hmm. today, today. They don't tell you they have something cooking. They just, boom, prime rib, right in your email. Like, what? Like why is it that these audio companies just don't get it? We, we, don't did, get it. we did do that with uh, with the Polk Reserve, That's though. We told them, hey, let's do it like this. And I think SVS kind of did it because uh, I said, hey, let's try it on the 3000 micro. Mm -hmm. Like, try to make a big splash and see what happens. The reason I like it as a reviewer is, you know, I want to see what other people say. And now, because I release it on the same exact day, Nobody can say, oh, well, you were influenced by what this other person. No, no. We all did it at the same exact time. I have never seen what they've had to say. So it's kind of interesting because it's a it's a risk for them, though. Right. So if you're the company, everybody's going to release it. What if everybody says, man, this thing sucks at the same time? <laughs> now you're screwed. So there's a, there's definitely a risk there. Yeah, no, de definitely. But at the same time. This happens with all audio products. Everybody, they get, they hype it up and they're like, okay, it'll release in, you know, they, they always talk in quarters, right? Late second quarter, right? So we're in like half the half, almost halfway through the year. Halfway through the year comes and it's a little baby, little splash. Oh, we have a new product. There you go. Yeah. And then, then what? All this hype. They spent all this money to get it. Duh. And, and you know, chances are, especially if it's an AVR or TV, by the trade show, that shit isn't even complete, mm. right? They still, they finally release it in May and June. Ah, needs a firmware update that they're going to deal with next year, right? Like, it's, it's, it's sad, actually. Sad, sad to be a consumer in this kind of time where they use firmware updates to initiate features that they promised six, eight months ago. And now we're just kind of like, oh, well, I spent $3,000 on this thing. Now what? Yeah. Is this not working? Well, why did I have to spend three? It's 80% working. Can I just spend 80% of the 3000? And then if you do the update ever, then I can pay the extra 200 bucks to then get it at that point in time. Well, I don't know. One thing I would say is, you know, we're talking a lot of smack right now about how you know, the audio companies aren't doing it right. And I think we can, we're in a position to say that because we did release a product. We had our pre-order time where we are just talking about the product, hyping it up and saying, hey, this product's not even out yet, but you can pre-order it and it's going to ship at, you know, at, you know, this date. We can try to get it out at this specific date. We were a little bit late, but people got their stuff. And uh, so we've, kind of done what we're saying to do you know but we had enough it's not like hey we ran out we're not we weren't playing that game um so anyway we've done it so i think we're we are in a position to say something about mm -hmm. it and i think we could even do it better hmm. yeah maybe we should do something I <laughs> yeah I, I mean look i i've i've thought about all kinds of stuff you guys have no idea after doing this launch i'm like oh I know like about 10 other things that this home theater industry could use as, as consume, as a consumer, like, Oh, if we got together with some other people to actually make that happen, right. What are you I, saying, John? What are you saying? I, over there? I'm saying I got, I got new home theater products, ideas, 
out the wazoo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Like it's all it, all it takes is somebody to think about it and then do it and execute it properly instead of just, Oh, Oh, well, this expert over here says that your uh, uh, your height Let's bring the bugs me. is incorrect. Like, who cares? Uh, I had a comment that somebody said, like, you know, that I should tell people about my qualifications and why I'm a professional. Why? And to me, what's most important to me, I'm pragmatic. And what's most important is the finished product. Does the product work? If it doesn't work, it doesn't matter what the qualifications are. You know, I can have all kinds of qualifications. If the thing doesn't do what it's supposed to do, who cares? So, I mean, I, Aaron, you have lots of qualifications, right? Okay. Uh, so I don't have the same, like, I'm, I don't, I can't say I'm an engineer, right? I can't say a lot of this stuff. Um, where am I going? Where am I going with this? Aaron um, does have qualifications. And a yeah, so, so I can't do some of the stuff that he does, right? But I can still make a disc. Nobody has to give me a qualification to make a spatial toolkit. I can just go and make it. I don't need to ask for permission. I you can just you can make you can buy the stuff and make it. You know, you go through the process and you do it. Um, and the reason I kind of go back to this because I ran an IT bit. So here I am. I, I am kind of going back and saying I had an IT business for IT over guy. 10 years. Well, I, I didn't pass all I, I didn't have to do all this stuff. I just ran the business and people, you know, they, they just wanted something resolved. And if you said you could do it, then you had to, you know, they're going to pay you if you resolve the issue. So at the end of the day, it's about, you know, can you get something done. And so we get that a lot though, Chana is like, what makes you qualified to do this and that? What makes you qualified to talk about Atmos? Hey, what, what makes me qualified to have a song be played for hundreds of thousands, thousands of people? I don't know. I know how to make good shit. I, there's no, is there any qualification for that? I, I mean, and then, and then who, who, who do I need to get qualified from? Somebody that's been a home theater enthusiast for 20 years? Okay, great. Me too. And? What yeah. are your qualifications? You have a, a blog? Great. I had one of those back in the day called the Frosted Pineapple. You got <laughs> well, now you know. Well, I'm just saying that um, there's too much trust in authority. You know, I'm a, like, go ahead and ask questions. Like, somebody can say they're the authority, but there's no problem questioning them. You know, I question authority all the time, and sometimes you find like, oh, you know what? They didn't consider yeah, certain like things. Yeah, like that last traffic stop, huh? Like, I'm not getting oh, out of my car. <laughs> what you talking I'm about, Willis? Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that it's more, it's more about trying to figure things out and not having to ask for permission. Yeah. To say, hey, am I allowed to ask this question? Like that? No. You just go and ask the question, see if you yeah. can figure it out. You know, and verify with other people who you respect who have also done things and say, does this sound right? Is my methodology correct? You know, um, right. so anyway, I guess the reason I'm talking about that is because I think that we can do a much better job remixing some of these, uh, you know, big blockbuster movies. And it wouldn't take a long time. So I, I'm I'm up for that challenge. I'm down to, you know, take no time to die and just you know just the cave scene and i swear to you i i wouldn't spend longer than an hour and i think i could have something way more immersive 
way more convincing, realistic. And that's not even with the stems. That's just like, give me, give me whatever's there. Oh, dude, I, I got you, man. Boom. I, I just got, I got that new boom library. Whew. We can make anything. So uh, all anything. I'm saying is I think I can remix a lot of this stuff, make it sound a lot better for people with Atmos systems. But do I have to ask for permission to do that? Or can I just make it, give you a product and let you guys decide? Because if it, if it's awesome, it's awesome. All right. I've I've been doing Atmos remixes of some EDM tracks. Somebody's like, "Where do, is this? Is this official? Is this licensed?" I'm like, "No, it's me having fun." And I'm a consumer, so what what does that mean? I want I want to make sure I spent all this money on something that's cool. Mm. Every Atmos mix that you hear from me that I do with music, oh, I'm trying to make that shit trippy as fuck. Like that's it. I want to make sure you're like, what is happening? I need to close my eyes to hear. Every- Whoa. Well, I a buddy of mine was in here listening to the uh, one I did for the Escape song, the KX5 song. And he's just like, I got to close my eyes. And he's just like, Whoa. He's like, This is insane. How did you do? What? Is- <laughs> he's just like looking. He's got his eyes closed and he's just looking around the room because the sounds are coming from all over. And it's amazing. And it just takes, it doesn't take, dude. How many, like, people want to talk about qualifications. Did did Jimi Hendrix know how to play the guitar? No, he just got up and played it. Eddie Van Halen was a drummer. He was the one playing the drums. And then his brother started playing the drums. He's like, well, okay, I'll go play guitar. He didn't learn how to play guitar until after he was playing guitar. It doesn't really... The qualifications don't actually matter. You make some cool shit. Yeah. What does it matter? And I think it's just the people that are just trying to throw shade. Well, it's... This is people that are hating, you know, it's all good. Because uh, we're talking about science and, you know, their their response was, well, you don't want, you know, a doctor that's just read all kinds of books and doesn't have a qualification. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, of course. And you can't do that. Somebody just can't become a lawyer. I get all that. But uh, uh, I talked to uh, Dennis Berger. Uh, I respect what he has to say. And he said, you know what? I I love this line. So this is uh, this is all him. He said. Science is not about math. The way people always think like science and math. They kind of just, you know, he's like, oh, hand in hand. uh, Science is, what did he say specifically? It was like, uh, I don't want to mess up his, his quote, but um, he said, science is about uncertainty. And that, to me, that's really what it is. It's saying, I don't know. I'm not sure how this goes. Let me ask a bunch of questions. And, kind of eliminate the stuff that I'm sure it's not. It's not necessarily saying I know exactly what it is, but it know I know what it's not. And so when we're talking about audio and we're talking about uncertainty, there are a lot of people who are certain about stuff that they really shouldn't be certain about. They should be uncertain about it. And a lot of times people talk to us about stuff that, you know, they say, hey, you know, uh, we're not certain that, that the frequency response, any of that stuff actually translates to what you hear and you should be uncertain about. Like, no, actually, we there's a lot of experiments done about that. We actually know that there is a correlation between the two. So that's an area where we're not uncertain. You know, so I, I like that. I like the idea of that science has to do with uncertainty and that we have a method, the scientific method to figure stuff out in a way where we can become more certain. It's just narrowing it down. It's mm-hmm. not saying I know the answer because uh, the great thing about science is 
you can ask a question and say, you know what? You thought you knew the answer, but actually it's it's more of this that's causing it. Mm-hmm. And it's because you yeah. keep you always keep a certain amount of uncertainty. I don't know. What do you think about that, Aaron? You're a you're the you're the engineer. We have to defer you're, to you. You're the actual scientist. The scientist guy. I don't know, man. I agree. How about that? I <laughs> I told you on your on your comment on your uh, recent video. I'm like, dude, you're a smart dude because you say I don't know. Only smart people say I don't know. Yeah. You know what? I had uh, I had one dude say that to me on a forum one time where somebody asked a question. Or no, I, I think I started a thread. It was a car audio thread, and I was mm-hmm. like asking about something, and he was like, I can't remember how he said it. it. Was basically like surprised to hear somebody ask something that they thought was relatively simple. So nobody mm-hmm. else asks about it. Sure. Yeah. always operated by that. Like there's, I have no shame if I don't know. I just don't freaking know. Mm-hmm. And dude, if you try, like in, in what we do, if mm-hmm. we try to make stuff up or make it, like if we know, if we know we don't know and mm-hmm. we still try to go against that, people are going to find out. Like it's mm-hmm. not going to take long until it gets to the person who does know. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to show <laughs> us up, man. So it's, right. it's, it's easier to just be like, yeah, I don't know. You know, see, sometimes I ask you and you say, I don't know, but I'm like, does he just maybe he just doesn't want to explain because uh, like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I it's think, too, too complicated. So he doesn't want to explain it. To I think me. most of the time, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Or I have an idea, but I'm like not confident in it. And mm-hmm. so I'm just like, eh, I'm not going to talk about and, it. And if you're if you're like specialized in one thing, it's not like, you know, you know, that part of that one thing. But to go into like all this extra stuff, like if you were to ask like your favorite at most mixing engineer, not me, but your favorite one, whichever that person happens to be. Hey, mm-hmm. can you mix this so I can play it on my home theater? They'd be like, oh, I don't know. I can give you this file and you won't be able to play that file because what you're talking about now is authoring and distribution, not mixing the Atmos. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's when you have somebody that's specialized in that, they're just mixing the Atmos, dude. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I know in the after show, and <clears throat> I think I think this needs to be stated. The person mm. that's mixing the Atmos is not creating the actual song. They're not creating the emotions. They are literally balancing the sound through all 11, 15, 16 speakers. They are not creating the music. They are not creating they they are just mixing it cuz I know Don was like, "Oh, well, you know, but when the, you know, the right song hits in the movie, it really gets you in the feels, you know." Yeah. That's the composer, not the mixer. The mixer is literally balancing sounds. That's all they're doing. That's all they're doing. So, mm-hmm. just so there's no confusion. You're yeah. specialized in one thing. You know the one thing, and that's it. That's it. So, is the Atmos mixing engineer going to know about proper speaker placement in your home theater? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Might have an idea, but probably may not know as well as other people who actually are experts in that, right? In that, that do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, it was cool to have Anthony on. Was it last week or the yeah. week before, you know, like Joe and I were talking about this. There was a lot of stuff that Anthony was saying that Joe and I know, and we've been talking about for a long time, but it's nice to have somebody else come on because, you know, sometimes people don't want to take my word for it, or they don't want to take Joe's word for it, or don't want to take Chana's word for it. So you get a, you get a third party opinion basically. And they're saying the same thing. We don't perk up and be like, told you so, but we are sitting in our heads like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what we said. That's what we've been saying. And you know, that we're saying, wah, wah, wah. And, uh, and there's stuff that I don't agree with him on. And I'm allowed to do that. 
Yeah. Just because he has been doing this for a long time. It doesn't mean I have to agree with every single thing that he says. I sh- I mean, why? Isn't that well, where it gets interesting, though, where if, if him and I disagree and then we talk about it and maybe I'll learn something about why he thinks the way he thinks and mm-hmm. maybe he can learn something about why I believe what I believe and maybe come to a new conclusion that's a little bit more nuanced. It doesn't have to be this, oh, he's going to prove you wrong and you're going to prove... It's not, it's not always no, that. No, definitely not. And the thing about... Uh, becoming, you know, an expert at something. I mean, I know for sure for me, I run into this. You need to do something for so long and people look at you as the guy who knows everything. But dude, the number of things that I've forgotten and don't even think about, you know, like I just, like when I initially started, I was big into trying to understand the effect of a speaker in a room and then like, you know, how you can use acoustic treatment to absolve some of the issues that you might have. And I did this review of this MoFi 10 and I did the video and all this stuff. And then after the video, somebody left a comment and I was like, you know what? I totally forgot to talk about how this would be a good case for where you might want to use one inch absorption on the sidewall to get like the capture above 10 kilohertz or so. So that's not reflected back at you. And that would help reduce the high frequency a little bit in your seated position. So in other words, I'm just saying that I've been doing this stuff for so long that some of the stuff that I remembered or some of the stuff I thought about at the beginning, I've forgotten. You know, so it's nice to have new people ask you questions or to challenge your thoughts because it makes you reconsider. And then you can also take like that experience that you've had over the years and use that to form a better opinion of something that you maybe thought you knew at the time, but didn't really quite grasp or didn't quite understand because you didn't have all the um, info, actual like hands on experience with these things. Yeah, yeah. Can I give you a quick uh, little bit of feedback on that particular video? Because I I nope. liked it, and there's no nope. you don't hear it. liar. He's gonna nope. call you a liar. Nope. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, because you it was actually in the comment where you said, "Well, normally I go through and I talk about every single aspect of the speaker." Yeah. But, but now I'm kind of like figuring out what's important in this particular speaker and where should I focus more energy. And I like that because the videos are shorter, and I kind of get a good feel for what the speaker is about. Yeah. And if there is a question where you didn't maybe focus on something where you did on another speaker, well, you can still respond. You can yeah. answer it in the comments. It's not like it's game over. Right. Yeah. You can put as much weight into making it part of the video. I like yeah. that. I thought it yeah. was good. Yeah. I've had a lot of people, you know, over time say, and one dude, like one of my patrons actually messaged me directly and said, Hey, I get why you explain all these things, but dude, you've done it so many times you don't need to do it anymore. Like you don't need to go through and explain what it means to have smooth frequency response or this, that, or the other, you've got videos on it. So how about you do us all a favor? (laughs) Like it was cool the way you said it, but it was basically like, how about you do everybody a favor? (laughs) Don't repeat that stuff anymore. And just, you know, trust that people either understand it or if they want to know, you can point them in that direction. And I was like, that's a good point. Like that's a very good point. You know what I like? I like um, uh, home theater gurus. I know he disagrees with our thing when it comes to the height stuff. And that's mm-hmm. okay. But he does something where he labels the episode. He says, you know, go back to episode this and this where I talk about it. Yeah. And that's it. And so it's easy to kind of go back and reference things. Yeah. I think that's a smart idea. And so, so where's one. his qualification? Is it just getting heated? Hey, Chill hey, out, bro. hey yeah. people ask about qualifications. You call yourself a guru. Cool. Nah. You, say yourself, you call yourself an expert. But where's the actual 
that, that's well, a, that's what know, a lot of I, I could be like home theater man. I just would like should call my chat the home theater man. I'm not trying to get in any drama, bro. I had to. We had to. It's a little drama last week, and I'm not. I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm doing, miss that we're, we're doing too much cool stuff to be worried about. I, and that's the thing. Well, I don't, I'm not trying to do that. The funniest part where all this drama was happening, Look Joe it, and I were behind it, the scenes making I, the toolkit. Like that's chill, Chana, chill. That, that was the funniest part. People talking all kinds of smack about my speaker placement video. All the while, while all that, it was like I almost <laughs> felt like the government. Like we're gonna. We're gonna whiz bang flashy over here, but over but over here on this side, we're coming out with something really cool that's gonna help everybody. Oro 3D man. That's your new name. Yeah. I'm just yeah. to say it. You know what though? That's that's kind of a funny point. And uh this has nothing to do with audio, so mm. nobody needs to get triggered. I was watching there's this uh there's this guy, and it's a great like if you're into old like retro video game stuff, there's this channel, his name is Norm, but his channel is uh gaming historian, and he makes like documentaries about like the origin of Super Mario Brothers, the origin of Tetris, like just all the, and it's super, super cool. And he's got like over a million subscribers. I was watching an interview with him recently and it was this, this other video game guy that has like 300,000 subs. And he said that when Norm first came on the scene, Norm's channel was called The Gaming Historian. And the guy, his other guy's name is Pat. Pat was saying like how pompous of this norm guy to think like he's the gaming historian right. and like the dude the dude was just like you know i didn't think anything of it at the time i was just like right. i needed a title and and the gaming game. historian yeah. sounded like a cool one because that was going to be my focus was history of games and he's like and then like over years i kind of realized like yeah i guess that comes off the wrong way so he dropped the and it's just gaming but they were riffing back and forth like about how it should have the guy was like should i name it like a gaming historian or yeah. one of the gaming historians or something like that so it's just kind of funny thinking about stuff yeah. like that like, i mean i i personally especially when it comes to like dolby atmos or anything i would never consider myself an expert because there is still just so much to learn and so much that's happening i think oh, we're just sure. scratching the surface right now yeah. right um, so I would never consider myself to be an expert just because, I mean, at this point now I've made over 200 tracks in Dolby Apple, but I mean, I mean, let's like, still, like, like you'd have still, to look, you'd have to look at all the patents and, and all the, the you know, the stuff that Dolby has made dude, and not only the white papers, you but you got to read the blue papers and the red papers. <laughs> oh, yeah, so many sure. color papers. I, I haven't it's even got like the they necessarily one. want everybody to know exactly how it works, you know, but let's just say back to the qualifications. I know somebody who could probably recreate Atmos like from scratch. His level of knowledge when it comes to this stuff is it's next level. So I get to talk to this guy. I get to talk to Dr. Floyd tool. You know, I can, I can call him up and hopefully he answers and I can do that. I can talk to Aaron. I can talk to, you know, Charles Sprinkle and, and people who I respect. Uh, and it's, I respect them because of what they've done. It's not because it says doctor in front of his name. Right. It's because He's come up with things, and I test the things that he's come up with. I'm like, dang, he was right. Shoot. And this is a, actually a good segue to this. I saw this video here, and I posted about it. This guy is, okay, here. Let's see if you can see this here. So I posted about this, and he said his, his, his uh, channel's audio masterclass. And he oh. just basically talks about stereo and the issue with a two kilohertz dip. And I've talked to that. I've talked about that before. It's in Dr. Floyd Tool's book. And, you know, this is my example. 
Are you going to just take his word for it? He says there's a 2K dip, and that's a problem with stereo, and that's why you should be using a center channel because there's the, the, it alleviates the issue. And so he talks about that very – and he – so here's the thing. This guy has a really cool experiment where he's just playing pink noise. He's playing pink noise out of both speakers, and he's like, move your head left and right. What do you notice? Do you notice that when you're directly in the center that there's a dip? I mean, I love that because it's a practical thing. You can just go and try it. And if you hear it with a pink noise, you're like, okay, what's causing that? And uh, we know the reason. We know the mechanism, uh, you know, with regards to why it works, the interoral interoral crosstalk Crosstalk. uh, cancellation that happens, and it happens around 2K. I mean, it, it all makes sense. But it's so cool that you don't have to know any of that. Just listen to the pink noise with your speakers and move your head, and you're like, "Oh, what what's happening there?" Yeah, oh, I love that. So the qualification is that uh, he's they're saying the right things, and you can yeah, right. sit for yourself. That's the qualification, right? Right. Uh, um, K, K for constant says, "I think Techno Dad and other opposition can be can both be correct and don't necessarily contradict." This is also true. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about nuance sometimes, though. Oh yeah, it's definitely. Like, it works in this particular situation, oh, yeah. and you should use it if you want this. If you value this more than this, then this is the right speaker layout for you. Mm-hmm. But if you value this and this, listen to the other guy and don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's, that's very true, man. Yeah. Everything that uh, that we do with sound, I mean, there's hardly any steadfast absolutes. And that's the tough thing about. No, there is one absolute. You listen to my song, you're you're gonna dance. That's you're gonna it. dance. You're going boogie. That's 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 that is the that is the constant. <laughs> Good bass right there. Oh, y'all missed my uh. Neither, I forgot to send it to you guys, didn't I? What happened? I did a I did a speaker. I did a something or another. Was it a review? And then at the end, I just I just beatboxed it. Oh. Oh, it was the Behringer review, I think, because I was oh, so man. bored with it. I started beatboxing at the end. <laughs> you got to try to have fun it. with these. I, I don't know I what else seen I'm it, do. But I, as, as somebody in the uh, audio field for oh, over a couple of go. decades. This guy um, thinks he knows yeah, stuff. Behringer, like, I only buy those things when I don't have enough money to actually buy something good and I need something in a pinch, I'll buy a Behringer. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, like, I do have one. Behringer piece right here on my desk, and I only got it because it's a bar- it's a battery powered mixer. I got it for one event, I used it, and then now that's it. It just sits here on my desk because I can't trust it in other situations. Yeah, but hey, that's generally what I found to be true of Behringer. There's stuff like it works in a limited use case, but for the most part, it's kind of like my personal experience with Behringer. The only thing I've had, I've owned five or six different Behringer things, not speakers, but like electronics. And the only thing that was ever really any good was there, I think it was the EP2500 or, or mm-hmm. something like that. Big, powerful uh, amplifier. Big old sucker with super loud fans. That thing mm-hmm. was, but it was, it's a PA amp. So I was using it in the home and I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. For its putting, purpose. Right? Yeah, right. So I was using mm-hmm. a much lighter duty than it was intended for. So I would expect that to be okay. The uh, Behringer speakers that we talked about last week, I kind of got some pushback on that from, a couple different people saying, well, of course it's not any good. It's a PA speaker. And it's like, yeah, I know that. But the people <laughs> on all these other threads that are being told otherwise don't know that. And they also don't understand why that's the well, case. Like why you, it's not good. So let me tell you why. You know, 
You know what's really funny to me is the disconnect between like pro audio, meaning like people doing audio for live events and like home audio or home theater. There's a huge disconnect. Like you would think that I, I know, especially with you, you two knuckleheads, I can't point properly. There we go. Yeah. This, is this corner, you guys, speed bagging. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what there no idea anyway um um you guys are taking these measurements and like okay these speakers measure well you the, the amount of speakers used in pro audio that do not measure well for like yeah. people buy like spent thousands of dollars i i wanted some focals that are like four grand a piece like there was a point where i almost pulled the trigger and then like joe's like Man, they measure like crap. Why do you want these things? And I'm like, hmm, why do I want these things? Yeah. Is it because just every music studio has them? So, it's, so every music studio that has these things are listening to these speakers that, are, and trust me, if they're like hardcore studio people, they are not doing any room correction at all, yeah. at all. Sure, they could do their setup, but like, man, they're hearing stuff like I, I don't know what if they're there. Maybe they've got some dip switches on their neck that are just like <laughs> changing the way the EQ happens. I don't know. But some of these things are absolute garbage. Yeah. Like <clears throat> unfortunate. And 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 there's a huge disconnect between the two. Like you want like it, it's kind of funny. You know, it's it's kind of like the cable thing, too. It's like, oh, we'll have to have these expensive cables. Really? Because the guitarist that recorded that album that you loved of that song of that band that you think is the greatest in the world used a piece of shit thing, cable to plug it in, plug in his guitar to the amp or whatever the situation is. So, mm -hmm. like, it doesn't, it, you know, none of these things. There's a huge, huge disconnect here. And it's it's kind of me being in both worlds kind of kind of weird for me. Yeah. You know, Joe's always like, hey, you should put your PA speakers in your home theater and see what that sounds like. I'm like, it's going to sound like ass and it's going to be way too loud. <laughs> no, too my, what, what I recommended before was just because it was like a, a weird video mm -hmm. was I think you had some clip speakers. And I said, oh, yeah, Man, those clip speakers kind of have similar properties to a PA speaker. And when people would say, oh, it sounds like a live event. I'm like, yeah, because they probably uh, measure similarly or, you know have similar qualities and that's why you think it sounds like a live event because that's what you're used right. to hearing because it's a, a tr like a horn loaded yeah like, compression driver or something yeah. like that right yeah similar frequency response um what else what else we I got know. maybe we should rapid fire some of these uh stars that's what i'm thinking hey dave on thank you so much for um for picking up the disc uh he says the crossover sweep was was eye-opening yeah that's a good one hey uh real quick you mentioned video games aaron did you watch the mario movie Yes, I did. Yeah, I saw you guys Dude, talking about it. I so it good. I, I liked it. My kids yeah, even liked it. Cute. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they're they, making they, a second one. They did a great job with that. Yeah. 100%. 100%. They did a great job with the Mario movie. I was like, I oh, man, it's going to be base, garbage. Though. They get real scared of the bass. When he comes in, like, like you know, the theater shaking. They, they, I, had to, I had to actually use that, uh, you know, low-frequency containment. Had to set that up. And they're like, oh, all right, we can watch now. Low so, frequency containment. Yeah, on the you, you never use that, huh? On the Denon and Morans. You go to the audio section where it says Odyssey, and then at the very bottom. I'm not about containing my low LFC. frequency, bro. No, not over here. Not gonna see that LFC. No, no, no. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So, how do you guys deal with speaker buzz, hums, and ground loops? 
Uh, Benji Gator asks, I do this, I have to deal with this all the time. Uh, I use a ground lift. Basically, it takes a three prong and put it into a two prong and it has little little ground in there. Um, have, also, that, though. Would you recommend that for home use on a regular basis? Nah, I use that for mostly <laughs> um, uh, live productions because there's this one place. It was built in 1952 and there's <laughs> one power outlet that I have to share <laughs> with the um, catering crew to do these uh, weddings and stuff. So I always use one there because 100% we're getting all kinds of hum from the uh, kitchen equipment. But uh, there's Humex, right? There's that $80 box. Yep. Yeah, Aaron's X, talked about that before. Amazon or something like that. Yeah, that's what I used. Man, I, or used. I love that thing. I did everything. I so I had this really bad hum in my old home theater or my home theater from my old house, and um, I, I tried everything I could do. Like I built new RCAs. I did like the the ground lift on the RCA. I did all sorts of crap, and uh, I saw that reviewed somewhere. So I was like, well, why not? It was eighty bucks, I think, at the time. So yeah. I ordered that, and I knew it was coming from my projector. I'm real. I, like tracked it down to that. So I plugged my projector into that and then that into the outlet. Never had any problems ever again. Go. It solved them completely. So there you go. Here's I some highly options. recommend trying that thing. Highly so recommend. $59 to 80. Just type in Humex and Amazon and you're good to go. Yes, sir. There it is. I actually have been meaning to uh, make a shield video for one of those just to try to make some Amazon affiliate sales. Did you say a shield video? <laughs> Yeah, just try to make a shield. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna straight up call it a shield. I'm gonna be like, look, I bought one of these things. The sucker worked. Uh, go to my Amazon affiliate link, buy it. If you don't like it, send it back. And that will that be a whole new series on your, you know? I'm just gonna call it Shield Video. Shield videos. I like. To be that. honest, I mean, man. Like, what's the point? Too. I actually I, made no. a video. I actually made a video today, kind of talking about that and uh, talking about like the the issues with negative reviews. So, and this will kind of be pretty quick. Yeah. So we know that one of the things about negative reviews or like talking bad about a speaker is just kind of a pain in the butt. It sucks and you don't really want to do it. We've had this conversation before. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I'm experiencing now, though, is I've actually seen where I'm losing subscribers because of it. Actually seen that in the data. So I thought, no. well, this will be a fun one. It's not like a huge amount and, and mm -hmm. it's not proportional to the amount of subscribers that I've gained, I think, from doing a positive or a negative review because then people like appreciate the honesty. But I've actually seen the subscribers drop. Right. Um, because you had some fanboys. They had some fanboys. The fan like, they had the speaker and they're mad. Yeah, yeah. no joke. And, and then I've seen them carry it over into other realms of the internet and say, well, his measurements don't match, blah, blah, blah. Like I actually saw that. Your experience. And, and, and I'm I like, I'm like, either. nobody else has measured these. Like nobody, you know? So I made yeah. a video on that. I think it'll be kind of fun. And it'll be a way to kind of let me vent a little bit, but somewhat yeah. lighthearted. Yep. So uh, you said you lost subscribers on that. On my rant video where I was complaining, I gained a bunch of subscribers. I lost some. Yeah. But, but like the, I gained more than most of my other videos. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah, get it. Was bad. Um, but, you know, it kind of reminded me of something I wrote down here three minutes before the show. But is there an unspoken agreement between reviewers and viewers? Is there, uh, you know, Cause I, know I mean, I, 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 mean I, I, I do, I have one. I know, I know we were talking to people, um, you know, displaying, we'll want to display ABC XYZ and they're like, Oh, well, you know, we don't want to put any of these companies in a bad light because we have good relationships with these brands. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, fuck that. I, I have a good relationship with my viewer. That's the only rep relationship that matters. I don't right. care about these brands. These brands don't care about me. Right. What? 
You think Samsung cares about you? No. You think Sony cares about you? No. No, those companies don't care. Right? I care about keeping it real with my viewers. When Vizio asked me to make a review out of their TV, which I knew was going to be a subpar review, subpar TV, right? Because of the price point and the house big it was. I was like, hey, look, I'm not going to show you this video and I'm going to be brutally honest. So if you want to send it, cool. And sure enough, they said I talked exactly about what I saw. You know, we are in a, you know, I sit like 120 degrees off axis. And do you know what happened to the color on the TV? Oh, my God. Even my wife was like, why is the color all messed up? I'm like, because we're not sitting right in front of it. And she's like, is this why? I'm like, you're used to a $4,000 TV. This is an $800 TV in the same size. There's <laughs> clearly a difference. Yeah. And so, you know, they emailed me. Thank you for your honest review. And that was it. And 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 like a year later, they sponsored some other videos. <laughs> it's like, not like they like. That's like know? LG. Remember, they, they sent us to uh, CES. Right? So yeah. LG is they're the ones who said, all right, these guys are, you know, are cool. This is why they, they can come into CES. Right. Because you have to have some kind of. Uh, it's a trade thing. Can't, it's not open to the public yet. But that was right after I, I crapped on their soundbar. And uh, they even sent me a thing for the holidays with a cookie that said like Joe and tell. And one was like happy. And the other one was all like grumpy because I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. yeah they sent you a happy joke out of it. You know, they yeah. thought it was funny, but yeah. I was honest in my review and they still, you know, we're still cool. Yeah. So um, anyway, uh, right, let's go. So do you have an agreement with your viewers? So me, I feel like I have an unspoken agreement and it's that I'm going to be honest about these things. That's that's the agreement. And my rant was more that more saying, you know, this is not a written agreement. We don't have a written contract. So it's just kind of like assumed. And my video was more that maybe other reviewers don't feel like they have that agreement with you. So maybe mm -hmm. you should be careful because you may it's your fault if you assume that that they're thinking like we're thinking or how I'm thinking. Maybe they have a different agenda. And that's totally cool with them. And it's not my place to even say what they should and shouldn't do. It's your place to decide, do I trust this person? Does it seem like they have this agreement? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm talking to the viewer. It's your responsibility. Buyer beware. I said that last time. Yeah. It's your responsibility to make sure that you're not getting scammed and you know tricked into doing stuff. At the end of the day, right. it's up to you guys. Um, so actually I can answer that one, um, with an email that I just have had exchanges with a manufacturer for, uh, Eric who they were at the Florida, Florida mm -hmm. audio expo. I heard some of their speakers. So I reached out and asked that they would be willing to send a sample for review. And they were like, sure. And they kind of just, you know, asked me what my typical thing was. And, um, I said reviews. Uh, typically take me anywhere from two to four weeks unless I run into any hiccups. And I typically don't provide manufacturers any insight into my review or data. The exception would be if I see something that doesn't make sense or differs from any previously published data. I do this as a means to keep any manufacturer influence down. And my audience has grown to trust me because of this. There are, however, cases where I feel it necessary and I will let the audience know. Uh, and, and their reply was just like, um, cool, like no problems we're going to send the speaker out anyway. We were just kind of curious what your process was. So I basically over explained for no reason, but that's, that's my answer. I mean, that's literally the email that I sent to a manufacturer right. and it's the same thing every single time I've had one manufacturer 
try to get me to sign something. And you guys might remember it. If I said the name, you would definitely remember mm -hmm. it. And I'm not. But I basically replied back to them like, you're nuts. I'm not doing any of that. You're <laughs> getting free advertisement from me, you know, by me even reviewing this thing at all. Because otherwise, you know, how else are going, people going to know you're a brand new company? And yeah. no, I'm not going to be liable for any damages. I'm not going to hold on to my review. You're not going to get to see it earlier. And I thought they would not appreciate that. But they came back and they were like, okay, sorry. <laughs> we'll send you a pair to review. I was like, cool. Mm -hmm. That was that. Yeah. Yeah, some some companies want you. Well, I remember somebody wanted like my credit card. I'm like, credit card? I ain't get out of here. That. For no. what? Let's be what? real, man. I mean, we really are an extension of marketing. That's yeah. really the only reason why anybody would loan us anything to review is if they think it would help put them in a positive light, you know. And I know that it doesn't change the fact that I'm going to do my typical process of a review, but I'm not stupid. Yeah. Yeah, see, Davon says you can definitely tell when a review doesn't want to talk negatively about a brand, especially on a live podcast. When you ask questions about the brand, they'll start mm. dancing. I will tell you this. <laughs> I do not like Yamaha AVRs. 100%. I Croson do does. Croson, he loves it. But hey, those Yamaha 2 channels? Oh, that's a different story. Okay, those, well, the AVRs need some work. Anyway. You, you read an email. You're you're way more professional. So this company, uh, Knob Sound, Duke Audio, right? Oh, Chinese. Ch so Knob Sound, yeah, seriously, Knob Sound. Okay, Knob oh, Sound. Yeah. They said, "Hey, uh, we have this 5.1 channel amp, and uh, we want you to review it or something." Like, and I just said, "I'm real quick because I have to." There's a lot of them. You get a lot of these requests. Yeah. I said, "I'm interested in taking a look at it. Uh, is it okay if I evaluate it first? Basically, so it says, one thing I don't like is if an amplifier uh, has high hiss or high noise floor. And I've made a video about that. I hate, if this thing is noisy, I don't even, don't even send it. Save mm. your money, because I'm going to yeah. just crap on it. I remember, I remember. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I remember that. Yeah. And they're like, I said, if it doesn't have uh, that issue or other major flaws, go ahead and send it. So yeah. that's basically it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And then they, you know, they're like, oh, this is what we've tested. Mm -hmm. And I haven't even tried this out. It could be a noisy, <laughs> a noisy mess. Hopefully but I warned them. I warned them first. If it sucks, you're gonna get it. Yeah. yeah. They also sent me this. You see my. You see. Look at. I got my my Macintosh too. Right? Oh, Macintosh. Look. <laughs> Those are cool, man. I'm like, like send that thing. No, you just got the meters. Is that a Hackintosh? Yeah, oh, that's a Hackintosh. Hackintosh. Name it, right? it up. I just said. I just said. You know what? They're like, do you want me to send anything else? I'm like, people ask about this thing. And I made a little uh, short YouTube short about this and basically said, I hope this does absolutely nothing to the sound. Yeah. Mm, it doesn't sure. do anything to the sound and makes them looks cool. I'm Definitely. totally cool with that. I'm already happy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. anyway. Uh, CJ says, I like it when you guys give your honest opinion. Not everyone is able to view or test products like you all. I live outside the U.S. So some products I have to go to YouTube to get something. Fun. That's yeah. No, I'm trying to help everybody. All right. Let's get through all these things. Okay. Let's um, go. Uh, what could this mean for your career? Having your song played at such a big venue. Um, it's just, uh, more, more to come. I think it's, it's not, nothing drastic is going to happen overnight. More things will start building and it'll get, it'll get better. Uh, what's your favorite movie when demoing home theater setups? Low key asks. I like, I don't Aaron's movie. answer. No movie. <laughs> What was the question? Sorry. <laughs> What's no. your favorite movie when demoing a home theater setup? <laughs> Aaron doesn't have a home theater setup, so yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Home Alone. It's Home Alone. Home Alone. Snakes. Snakes. I don't know no snakes. Uh, 
Um, what's your favorite movie, Chana? I mean, or, if, if it if it's just if it's a full on movie, I fuck, I don't want to say Ready Player Three Hundred. Ready Player One is so basic. 300, 300, 300. But it's a good movie. It we is. Talk it too is, much, bro. It, we talked too. If if I can say your answer, that's not good. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah, that's horrible. Because yeah. the the lightning it goes from here to here. Yes, it's, that's exactly that why. That's on, exactly God. why. That's exactly why. Well, I already know. Uh, um, uh, Loki also says, uh, "Oh yeah, sorry, Joe. Go go go." Yeah. Well, I mean, this doesn't count, I guess, right? I'm a nerd, man. Uh, I'm a nerd wah, when it comes I seriously, I want to tell, I want to oh. know that it's working properly. And then, uh, <laughs> and no, I'm, oh. I'm not even joking. This is the truth. I'll probably listen to like some of the Atmos, like Amaze demos and stuff like that to make sure it sounds good. And then I'll watch a movie and I will not think about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I want to know that it's set up properly and I'm not paying attention to that. I'm just getting into the movie. Forget, yeah. forget all that stuff. You know, I don't want to be in there holding my remote while I'm watching the movie, changing settings. Yeah. So now that has to be done way. That's it. In advance. Yeah. That's my answer. Um, I wonder why Dolby only mixes music in 7.2.4, but not for the folks that have 5.1.2 or 5.1.4. I wonder why that is. And then I saw low key um, asking later, um, can you mix specifically for 5.1.2? And the answer to that is a resounding yes. I can make a mix specifically for people with 5.1.2 speaker system. I can also uh, specifically mix for a 7.1.4 and a 9.1.6. In fact, I was thinking about doing this on my latest song release. I just didn't have enough time to go from 9.1.6, 7.1.4, and 5.1.2. Release those separately, and you guys can listen to all three of them on your system and see if it's actually better. To have somebody mixing specifically for 512 as opposed to Dolby's, what, what do they call it? Matrixing, right? So you can do it. It just ta- it, it takes a little bit of, takes more time. That's all. It takes more time. So you got 916, 712. What about 8675309? I don't know, Jenny. <laughs> I'll try not to laugh in the middle of it. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Uh, yes, Fred, you're, you're, you're seven, four, six. Um, well, first of all, it's not a four, Fred. It's a one. It's Are we answering this question here? I run the, right, seven, so four, I, one, I run the seven, one, four call out once a month at once a month after I found a cable between my AVR and amp came out for one of my height speakers, just good maintenance. Hey, Steven, Stefan, Steven, uh, this is why we created the SACT. You wouldn't imagine how many people actually have one setting wrong in their system and they haven't known to notice that for years, months, years, whatever. Uh, did I read that correctly? The toolkit might not be compatible with Panasonic players. That is only, oh, I answered this already in the chat. That's only the digital version. The physical Blu-ray disc will play in any uh, Blu-ray. Do I have one here? No, Joe has one. Yeah, I got rid of those things. I threw mine away. I'm just kidding. Uh, J- Spears and Munsell have a new video and audio discount. Yes, I, Joe I has it. purchased it, right? I got it. Yeah, I got it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do with all the video stuff. I need to go and read their manual. They, you know, it looks intense, and that's not really my thing. But I do have some projectors to review. I have a BenQ HT four five five zero. That thing's pretty awesome. Um, so I have, you know, I have use for it for the video side. Uh, I was also curious about the audio stuff because it does do some stuff for Atmos. Um, 
And, you know, I don't think it would be fair for me to say anything about that because I have, you know, we have a competing product. So it doesn't, it wouldn't make any sense for me to say anything about it. It would be better if somebody else said something just because I'm way too biased. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, didn't they label one of the sections what I labeled one of the sections? I don't know. I don't know. I'll let other people say what they think about that just because, like I said, it's just not fair for me to talk about the audio part. But sure. I would love to hear what some of you guys, uh, if you, you know, thing, you guys can say whatever. I was you actually, I spoke with Stacey Spears at the last uh, 4K TV shootout because hmm. he's always there. Yeah. And they were creating their disc. Uh, they didn't mention anything about the audio to me, hmm. but we weren't making one anyway. So they have some really cool video stuff. Um, when I was reviewing TVs, right, I, I set up this rack here so I can review two TVs at once. And one of the things, especially with OLEDs, is the run-in time or the burn-in time or whatever. Um, and so they have this new video file that instead of running, like, I made this custom-made thing where I would just made all these color-changing slides for, like, 12 hours. And I would just play it, right? And I'd leave the room. Um, they made one where it's like, it will engage each pixel evenly with all colors, but at different times. So it's not like a big red and it goes to green or blue. It's like all these little dots. It's mm. really cool. Really cool to like help, uh, you know, run in the TV so that you can, uh, you know, get a solid, accurate calibration after like a hundred hours of use or whatever. So that part is cool. Um, so yeah, I talked to Stacy Spears about it um, when he was at the at the shootout, and I was just like, man, that that part, I really want that. I want the disc just for that one thing, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll have to check it out and see what I can do video wise. Yeah, um, it's just you know what I saw it recommended for people. You know, somebody was in a forum was asking about our toolkit, mm-hmm. and basically, uh, I saw a response. Somebody saying, uh, "Wait for the Spears and Munsell one," you know. Just because, yep. whatever, for whatever reason. And so I wanted to see what it could do. Um, and I guess, you know, people were, people will find out. Yep. Yeah. Um, how likely will there be audio differences if you run SACT off different devices, Blu-rays, a P? Should be non-existent, uh, any kind of differences. Uh, unless you have volume differences between those inputs on your AVR. That's probably the only thing I could think about. Um, do I need to rerun room calibration software each time I make a change in the room, for example, getting new furniture? Yeah. If Depends it's your piece of furniture is blocking the center channel, <laughs> then yes. <laughs> then yes. But chances are, I mean, you can, right, Joe? Yeah, you you can. But, you know, you, I guess you have to consider, does it sound like your system changes? You know, if it changes in sound? Like if you're like, man, I just got this new couch and like, you know, stuff sounds very different. I used to have a leather couch and this one's a all cloth couch. And now the trouble is a little different. Well, maybe oh. because your couch is maybe absorbing more or something like that. Here's here's something. Sasha has been complaining and complaining and complaining. So I'm going to have to give in and get rid of this carpet and put in hardwood floors. Oh, that, that is definitely going to change things because we're going to have to get a rug although i have some really cool ideas i want to have them build some channels that go around the room so i can stuff wires down there and okay. stuff like that like yeah, yeah. it's gonna be cool yeah. it'll make some cool like video stuff but um that sounds good i guess i would just say uh just just kind of use common sense like is how big is a piece of furniture did you move a lot of stuff did you move the speakers you know it, i don't know that i'd want to recalibrate every time uh you know my kids yeah. move some couch cushions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of play it by ear. 
Should you treat the room before EQing the speakers? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it would you help. Wanna, you want to do what you can do physically first. So I love it when people use the, uh, you know, the the um, the timing test and the you know speaker pairs section, and they say, you know what, I didn't actually change the delays. I moved my speaker, so it was better timeline. Like that's even better. <laughs> There's that's going to be the best. What you're doing yeah. is the best. Mm -hmm. And so if they can do the same thing, okay, I'm hearing a little bit of uh, too much reflection and it's, you know, it's bothering me. Okay, we'll handle that first and then apply EQ. That all makes sense. <laughs> that was my dog running on the floor. That's, um, uh, Michael Walker, you people laughing at people like me who purchased the Dragon for 3,500 based on CES demo, but I trust the Techno Dad and my other experience with Nakamichi products. I, I think you're going to like it, Michael. Um, I can't wait to get one in. And thank you again for offering to send me yours. I, I would never accept that because it's a brand new thing. And my, you know, I got so much stuff going on. I, you might not even see that for like another three, four months. Yeah. Like, better, that's, that's you what I'm just enjoy it. Yeah. You, you take it, you enjoy it. All, all that, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'll take Rassi, it. What happened? What'd you say? I said, I'll take it. But you're quick with it. You're quick with your reviews. Yeah. He's quick. He's uh, quick. You're much that a, that a look. I, look, where's more? Where's my uh, Cali Audio INUNF video? Yours is Listen, dude, <laughs> done. Mine's still, dude. I'm single now. What else do I got to do? <laughs> like, ah, I mean, let's be real. Like, I mean, I'm a single now. Like, the, the only other thing that I do, I go to the gym, I go to work, I go rob my BMX with my buddies, and I hang out with my awesome daughter on the weekends. But that's pretty much yeah. it. That's yeah. that's all I've got to do anymore. So that's awesome. Uh, you guys got together, and made something really valuable, and some people are really very jealous. So. Possibly. That's a uh, special, special audio calibration to uh disc just broke the science of immersive sound. Thank you guys for such a wonderful product. Bravo. Thank you. Uh, so so he's in incognito mode. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his avatar is for sure. Private. Uh, hey boys. I just did the speaker pair test after your video. Crank Batman versus Superman for my kids. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, uh, also, another one. Please explain this pro audio for home theater use. I don't get it. And they complain about ASR Synad. Um, Who? I mean, I, I, look, I, certain products are made for certain purposes. And I, since I put on live events almost every weekend, I would rather use something made for live events in my live event than I would use in my home theater. And conversely, I wouldn't want to use something made for home theater in my live event because <laughs> it's probably not going to work out. Definitely bringing out, bringing out like some, uh, you know, some super expensive high-end speakers to one of those events and some dudes Dude. drink on it. You're like, no, I've seen a B and W like diamond 800s, uh -huh. like right by a DJ, like, and the, they were DJ. I'm like, God, baller DJ. Who's that? Like who the, I don't know, some girl, but like, okay. they were just, they were just having in this event. I'm like, well, what's going to happen with the bass? Because I I've heard those things and man if they're they gotta have some subwoofers going because I mean and the but majority of the time you know it's like always light jazz or some something yeah. like that so I don't know so there's a I purpose for everything right right exactly. for its purpose exactly exactly uh, Wendell says Joe you have the new Spears and Muscle Disc have you used it yet oh we already kind of covered yeah that. yeah I think I think for video there's no denying it's like they're the yeah. they're the ones to get. If you want to calibrate video stuff and you don't want to get your, you know, I guess theirs is also for professional calibrators too. Yeah. They're, they're the ones to get. 
They also have a bunch of the last one that I that I have has has a bunch of test video that was shot in 8K that should that has 10,000 nits. Like you like they have their reference disc. If you want to see how a specific TV does in their tone mapping, like uh, let's say 1,000 nits, Mm -hmm. right? After 1,000 nits, the TV takes on the tone mapping. So you have certain movies and certain clips that are recorded in 4,000 nits or 10,000 nits. And if you actually want to compare TVs, that's the kind of content you need. And they made that available on their disc. So yeah, for, awesome. for video stuff, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, pros and cons of having vaulted ceiling in your main room, home theater room. Uh, it sucks. I have vaulted ceiling. It sucks. Um, well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You just kind of have to deal with it. Uh, although the cool part is my ceiling does have beams that run across of, across it. So I was able to mount my Atmos speakers wherever and I could slide it left and right. I didn't have to look for a stud in the ceiling. The beam itself was the stud. Yeah. Or I would say maybe one beam. pro. There's the stud. Just in case I'm playback, it doesn't work. But there's the stud. <laughs> so I guess maybe one of the pros, if you want to think positively, is... Maybe a vaulted ceiling might be better than having a really low ceiling. Because oh, then yeah. your your options are very limited when it's like mm-hmm. I've seen people where they're in a spot where that's a pretty low ceiling. And then you have to account for the speaker, you know, if you're gonna do on walls. So like, yeah. So I guess that's a thing. What else? Yeah. Um in an apartment, uh, so had 5.0 setup, added a butt kicker for 50 hertz and below. Now looking to add a sub that will take care of 40 to 80 hertz. Not looking for that much rumble thoughts, recommendations. Mm, why not lower? Because uh, an apartment? Is that why? I would say, yeah. I don't know. I always recommend at least get something that can get down to 20. Just It's my number. In my mind, I'm like, I want a sub to get down to 20 hertz. The limit of human hearing, generally speaking. You know, may, if you're a music guy, maybe you might think it's 30. I, I think it's 20. Um so I would want a sub that can get down to that. And then you can use that low frequency containment in the Denon if you don't want to disturb your neighbors. Yeah. So I would go for something that's more capable and then limit it rather than a sub that's already limited unless it's a budget issue. But I don't know. I, I would be worried about subs that can only play up, you know, 40 hertz and above because they're probably not even going to be flat. I want mm. a flat sub. It makes it much easier to calibrate your system when the sub is flat and not peaky. If the sub is peaky, now you got to make that flat, and then you got to add the target curve on top of that. Mm-hmm. It's much more complicated. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any? Okay, here's my recommendation: go watch Aaron's video where he compares a bunch of inexpensive subs, mm-hmm. and it shows there with the measurements which one is the best if you're trying to save money, and go with that one. Which one was it? Infinity. Is that the winner? Um, the the twelve inch it was the um, was it the Infinity? Gosh, not Infinity, was it? Um, well, it was it was tricky because it went on sale. Like it was like a sale thing where if you went to buy it, gosh. it wouldn't always be that price. Yeah, what's uh, um? Yeah, oh I my think it was god! Infinity then Yamo. It might have been that. Might have been it. It might have been Infinity and then Jamo or Yamo, however the heck it's pronounced for the twelves. Uh, yeah. yeah, those yeah, are yeah, my yeah. two favorites out of the out of the ones that I compared. I'm gonna make a video. Aaron loves Yamos. So. Aaron loves Yamos subs, but not Yamo. Yamo speakers or so Yamo speakers. He, he thinks Yamo subs are the best. The oh SB1000 oh is 600 God. bucks. Mm-hmm. It's not that. Yeah, that, that Yamo speaker, man, that thing's like 
250 regular price. And mm. then like sometime back in October or so of last year, they were down to 175 and I'd thrown it up on my YouTube page and I was just like, Hey, here's an affiliate link. If you buy through it, you're going to help me out, but you don't have to, you can always Google it, whatever. I don't care. Um, dude. And then like one or two days, I think 30, 30 of them sold. Like I had 30, 30 sales through my affiliate link. Dang. 4% on $179. Let's see. 179. No, it's a jack shit. Times four. Times 30. I like this one. You haven't reviewed this one yet. Um, But I would love to hear what you have to say about this one. Eight inch. So not a big sub. You can't expect to get super loud, but you're talking about apartment. I measured this down to 24 hertz. Uh, at a very reasonable volume, and the price is three hundred fourteen bucks. Sometimes it goes oh. less than that. I like this one. Yeah, another Dan Romer design. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Big Swing oh. asks for Aaron. Saw your video on the purified drivers. Worth spending fifty percent more for a uh, speaker with the eight inch. I have two subs already, so I'm not sure if I need the extra low end of the eight inch. Uh, if it's a two way, then maybe. But since you already have a sub, I'm assuming you're. Probably running three-way for car. Most people in car that you do. I would say no. If you're running a two-way and um, you're going to try to run on extra load, then yeah. But otherwise, I don't think, not for car audio, I don't see the point. You know, I can't, I've, I've been seeing that Bucart added a new speaker with that Purify driver. Yeah. I can't get over the look of that thing. I can't, it's, like, yeah, it's definitely a weird-looking speaker. Please. Please, like, if you're going to use it, like, I understand that it's probably awesome. Yeah. And, you know, put a grill on that. You know, at a certain, I just can't, I'm, it's screwed up, but I just look at them like, they've got a, they've got a new 10 inch now that looks pretty freaking awesome. They've got a tweeter design that, like, I I can only imagine. And the really cool thing about that tweeter is they've got it in a waveguide where it doesn't really limit the uh, dispersion. And it does, it still does a good job of keeping the dispersion, like, um, What's what I'm looking for here? Like equal, even, you know, like a typical wave guy is supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. But usually wave guys will kind of narrow the dispersion on the top end. And this one doesn't do it. I think it still keeps it like plus or minus 50 or plus or minus 60. And that's pretty good for a dome tweeter and a wave guy. I mean, usually it's plus or minus 40 or 50 is what I typically see. Um, and that would be on the wider side of things normally. So anyway, I did ping them and I was just like, hey, when you guys get done with this sample speaker you've got send it to me. Cause I would really be interested in testing it. Um, something else I was going to say too about that. And I've done forgotten, but Oh, the Bacart stuff. And so here's my thing. I've reviewed plenty of Bacart stuff and I think they're all really good speakers. And I'm not talking about like the performance of them or the value of them, but I honestly wish that cause I saw that and somebody messaged me, Hey, are you going to review this one? And I'm just like, I don't I think I'm done with Bacart because they, it's, I'm seeing the same design. It's an evolution of the of the previous design every time, so it gets a little bit better and better. Mm. But just aesthetically, it lo- it looks like the same. And I'm just kind of like I'm waiting for them to do something completely different. No more of that big, you know, wave god with the the driver and that slanted enclosure. Like I want to see them do something different. Three quarter of inch uh, tweeter. Right? Yeah, yeah, I just want to see them do something different, and then that would make me excited about them. But you know, it's. Again, not knocking the speaker, good speakers, uh, great company to deal with in my experience. But oh. I just want to see something different, you know? Maybe the Porsche, you know, like, you know, Porsche, they only make a small change. 
But mm-hmm. over when you look at the whole thing, like, oh, that look at their first one. That is actually a big change. Big change. Now yeah. it's active. Now they're using this new driver. I've never reviewed any, but I see that they're they have a formula that it looks like it works, and so they're just kind of yeah. they're trying to, it, 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 to it, improving yeah. the design a little bit each time. But it still looks pretty much the same. I think maybe this one has a, a different uh, tweeter. Maybe it has a different tweeter. I bet the next one will have like chamfer three tweeters. If they would even do that, three tweeters, yeah. If they would do even just change the enclosure a little bit, you know, just to make it different, I think yeah. that would be that would that would probably excite people enough to like, you know, okay, I like what they sell, and this one's actually different enough to warrant me stepping up to it, you know. Just round the edges, round the edges yeah. off. Just do, that. Just do that alone or square them off. <laughs> yeah. Um, um yes. Mike asks, how do we get even sound from LCR when playing music in surround modes? Because I find the center always too loud or playing the most. And how can REW be used to see if that is true? How do we get even sound from LCR when playing? Music? Yeah, so I asked a couple more questions. So he's playing two channel music and he's using an up mixer, using a Yamaha. I mean, well, um, mm-hmm. OB surround up mixer and Neural X. So he's got access to those two. Um, I yeah. mean, I, I, I think while you're playing, you know, honestly, you, you just go in there and try to like change the center volume up and down. There's nothing really you can use REW, right? I wouldn't mess with the sound because he's uh, when playing music. So you're taking two channel music and then you're up mixing it to surround. And so you're relying on the up mixer to derive the center channel. There's no center channel in that music inherently if you're playing stereo content. Now, some up mixers do a better job than others. I like to use the Oro 3D one or even the Oro 2D one because it really does a good job of like extracting the center and not making it sound weird. So weird, yeah. a lot of times I'll use like the the Dolby surround up mixer and it'll just kind of like, you know, collapse the sound stage or something. Like it just sounds like oh everything's just coming from the center instead of you know, instead of these other two speakers and it's mix dependent. So if somebody mm-hmm. makes a mono mix, well it's probably going to just do exactly what I just said. And um, so it really depends on how it was mixed. But it seems to me that Oro 2D and Oro 3D does the best job of kind of keeping everything sounding the same. Uh, It doesn't sound very different from stereo. It's just that now you have a center channel. I don't even know how to explain it because I don't know how they do it. But it just sounds more convincing. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I think they have have to do with the, the comb filtering too, though. Because when you start extracting these things and and you're playing content out of multiple speakers, there are uh, some comb filtering effects, and I think that they've figured that out so that it just sounds like a nice center image, and it's yeah. not smeared or thin. I like I like the way Aura 3D handles it handles music. So if I want to do multi-channel, um, yeah, I, here's what I would not do though: I wouldn't adjust it specifically for music because. Like I said, it's music dependent or it's track dependent. So I wouldn't go and adjust levels, you know, yeah, just yeah, music. That that might not be a good thing for every single. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Experiment. Yeah, I mean Yamaha is known for their two channel. Maybe stick with that. I don't know. Yeah, it all depends. Uh, all depends. We have two more here. Let's see. Yeah, they're both from Dwayne. Dwayne is uh, asks, is it okay to tow in heights, SVS primes? 
toe-in heights. Oh, yeah, like toe-in, like like that, right? Mm. Like, like you would do with your front left and right. I wish I had a speaker here. I do. I'm surprised you wouldn't. All right. Here we go. That's a big speaker. Does it okay. have any toes? No. Let's pre let's pretend that it's just it's it's just this. Okay. And so the what do you ask prime SVS primes or prime elevation because it matters. Uh, maybe that's what he means. Okay. Because he's talking about heights. So and he, so if you're asking about heights, um, theirs is tilted like this. And there's a yeah. tilt. Yeah, there's a baffle, an angled baffle. Yeah. And so if you want to mount this on the wall, it's actually like this. Yeah. Right? It's actually like that. That's what you get with the prime elevations. The problem is your head is going to be down here. And the worst response is above this tweeter for the prime elevation. That's the issue that I've found. And I have them. I have some. And so what you kind of want to do is horizontally off axis. It's good. It's decent off axis horizontally. So I would say try to aim it so that your seat is horizontally off axis to it rather than above the tweeter. I don't you know, hope that makes sense. It makes it's easier if I had the actual speaker here. But uh you have one? Mm, no, it's in storage. I do have one. Talk for a second. I'll go get it. You need a speaker? Here. No, I got a speaker on hand. Yeah. Like an actual woofer. Woof woof. I've got plenty of bookshelf. Hold on. Let me grab a bookshelf. So I guess yeah. So yeah, Parker. I I think that that was the answer to the question. Was yes, yes. So, so tow them in. Oh, there you go. Oh, which one is that? That is a good looking speaker. Acoustic Energy. Oh, I haven't yeah. heard of that company in a while. Yeah, it's a pretty cool looking speaker. Sound wise, like it's not terrible, but they're reasonably priced. So, yeah. anyway. so this is the prime elevation. A lot of people use these for heights. I had them set up for heights for a long time. So you can set up all on wall. So on wall, it'd be like this. And your head is down here, right? Because it's high up on the ceiling. But Aaron, you've kind of measured these SVS ones. The worst is always like here. Yeah, above the tweeter, or in that case, below the tweeter if it turned yeah. upside down. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not bad. exclusive to this. This is like most two-way designs. Yeah. And so your head is down here. So you're getting the worst response from the yeah. speaker. It would be much better if this was angled and it was like this where you were below. Right? That would be more right. acceptable. That'd be better. Um so the best that I've found when using something like this is putting it on the ceiling. So let's say I'm here, right? Here's my head. I could either do it this way, in which case tweeter worst response here. Or I could set it up sideways like this, and now I'm horizontally, and this way, this way sounds better. Does that make sense? So I don't know if that answers your, your question specifically, but try to be horizontally off axis to most of these two-way speakers. If it's a concentric, then it doesn't matter. But if it's a two-way, try not to be uh, below the tweeter in this case. So, yeah. so is the answer yes or no? It's no, right? <laughs> <laughs> is it okay to tow in the heights? Depends on what's the tow in. You know, it depends on the speaker, right? Like if you said it was a concentric design, they could probably do it. Concentric doesn't 
doesn't really matter as much. Yeah. Okay. Not from the standpoint of like what I'm just describing here. Uh, and then the other question was, is it is up mixing Oro 3D at level 16 okay? That's that's pretty high. I mean, that's the max. And usually I don't like to run stuff at max just because I figure yeah, they probably did that for the extreme people. But if it sounds good to you, I guess you can do it. There's no right or wrong. Yeah, if you like it. Yeah, see if you like it. I usually keep it at default, but that's it. Me too, for default. Yeah, I like default. Already sounds good. Um, real quick, we have an audio-only version of this podcast at anchor.fm forward slash daily hi-fi. And uh, yeah, it's an awesome thing if you want to just listen to us and not have to look at us. Uh, what else? After show. After show is patreon.com forward slash daily hi-fi. So if you are a patron, then you get to talk to us and we can talk about all kinds of stuff, answer your mm-hmm. questions specifically. And you get to listen support. to Fred a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, tiny bit. <laughs> and it supports what we do here. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Yep. Good seeing you guys, by the way. Chana, good yeah. to have you back after your little vacation. Dude, this month was ridiculous. All right, so yeah. I'm glad to be home. I got so much to do. Today's another 24-hour day. I woke up at 10 a.m. Probably going to go to sleep at 10 a.m. tomorrow. So I'm back on the grind, and I got a lot of videos uh, to do. My editor's like, hey, are there any more videos coming through? I'm like, yeah, I got to make them. So just sit tight there, buddy. I'll, they'll roll on through. But yeah, good to see Aaron again. Good to see Oh, well, nah, not to see Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you. Uh, man, you talking about waking up. You say you didn't go to bed until 10 a.m.? No, I went, I finally got some sleep last night. I got oh. up today at 10 a.m., but it's Monday's my 24-hour day, so I'll be going to sleep at 10 a.m. 9 a.m. maybe if I'm lucky. I got to get a bunch of orders out, and people. a lot of people ordered over the holiday, so I got to get all that stuff ready tonight so I can go deliver it, drop it off. And then uh, try to deal with some, some international shipping stuff. Enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, we got to have a plan for um, what is it for audio advice? We got to figure out what um, what we're going to do. Like, Dude, after the like, show's done. You I figured know? we just run amok, man. Just I know. I, that's exact. Yeah, that's the plan. Set the city on fire, dude. Just Fly- get a nice dinner. Stream, I'm, I want to be. I want to pretend like I'm there. Go, dude. Uh, you don't have to pretend. Yeah. I don't want to go. Dude, anyway. I will, I'll get a room with a pull-out bed, and you can sleep in the bed with me. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Again, just like just like Aaron said, yeah, let's just get let's get on a flight and just book hey. the same seat. <laughs> and you uh, in my lap. <laughs> you know. Make people uncomfortable. <laughs> so, you know what? Um, you know how you have a designated driver? And you you invited for the bed thing. Ike will be at audio advice, so uh, oh, you fill in for me. I, I Ike will go. be Joe's proxy <laughs> for the, for sharing the bed with Aaron. <laughs> Just watch out for his clipple. Yeah, <laughs> guys, right. I care for Ike. Right, it takes up a lot of room. Uh, oh man! After show at Patreon.com/slash/DailyHiFi. Make sure you go to Patreon, become a patron, and we can do this after the show where we get a little. A little loose, wild, and crazy. crazy. Yeah, yes. But on behalf of myself, <laughs> Joe, and Aaron, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. 
Again, we do this every Monday. We start 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern. And yeah, if you're watching on the replay, make sure you're here during the live show. Ask some questions and have fun. That's it. See you guys. Have a great one. See you guys next week. Peace.